0: last time on Blades in the Dark. First of all, Helen is playing a whisper named Odette, who goes by Chain, or The Chain. Miranda is playing a leech named Sanguine, who goes by The Syringe. Ben is playing a slide named Vincent, who goes by Tumble. And I am playing a spider named Adric, who goes by The Ogre. We picked up. Adric watched Our contact enter our safe house. He knew where we were and what our secret knock was. His name is Van Knives. He is a mortician. He wanted us to do a job for him tomorrow. Him being a mortician explains how he knew our secret knock. Probably someone who knew it died. He wants to steal a vial in the back room of the Ambassador Hotel. The lieutenant governor is having a party tomorrow and the vial will be moved. The defense demon will be deactivated for the party and the movement. It is fragile. It is three inches tall. It weighs 5.8 ounces. It is not dangerous, but the fact that people want it makes it dangerous to be around. The contents of the vial are a blue liquid. He is offering us 10 coin, which is quite the sum. We accept it. He said the other vials in the room will be full of ichor, which, as a reminder, demon blood. Sanguine thinks the substance is something used in the distillation process for purified ichor. So, we entered through the basement. Adric came in as a guest. The guards were suspicious and followed him. Odette blackmailed. A worker ahead of time to distract the guards. Adric pulled out some blueprints and we headed towards the back of the hotel through the servants passages. We wanted to find the laundry room so people could change into uh, uniforms. Vincis used tra- trance powder on a guard. A little got on the wall but he-, he managed to get the guard. He told the guard to lead us towards the safe. Adric and Vincis went with him while Odette and Sanguin went to the laundry room with the blueprints. Odette and Sanguine found a set of black clothes in the laundry room. Someone had already changed clothes into a uniform. Sanguin recognized the shirt as belonging to a former friend turned enemy who works for the Broken Hollows. So there was another group coming for our score. They both changed into uniforms, Sanguin and Odette. Uh, Sanguin has a beak and Odette has bird wings on her wrists. Odette sewed a patch in the Broken Hollows clothes that is connected to the Broken Hollows. So if any guards here find it, it will lead back to that gang. Vince's and Adric went to the security office with of the guard. They didn't believe that he took drugs and was sus- and were suspicious of us. Vince's recognized one of the guards and had black material on him from his time spent in military intelligence. That guard took us away and let us go. We all met up, we changed our uniforms and climbed outside the building into a higher level floor. We found ourselves in a scientific office. Sanguine took some notes on the distillation process. Outside the room, there was a dead guard with his throat cut. We hid the body in a vent. We entered a lab and found it full of spirit bottles. There was a chain ghost that started to wail. Odette captured it. In the next room, there was a broken hollow dress of a scientist in a locked room. However, Vincis bribed a scientist to weaken the lock on that door. However, the scientist did a half-assed job because he was mad at Vincis. So Vincis hurt his shoulder breaking through the door. We left a full spirit bottle behind the entry door to this room. So it would be disturbed or perhaps broken if someone threw it open with full force. The next room had glove boxes with human limbs in them. Ventus saw one of them saw one of the hands
1: clutch on its own. And that's where we left off. So we're gonna set the scene again. Ryan did a pretty good job. But there are a number of severed limbs in, floating in different colored liquids. None of them are the exact color blue you were told to look for. But some of them are blue. Some of them are greens, blues, and purples of various hues. And then as you guys were getting ready to leave, Sanguine saw the hand, one of the hands, which is, you know, severed, clench.
2: Sanguine stops and, uh, wait, wait. Don't. One of them moved. Have we just. One of the hands. Hold on. Uh, Sanguine is going to get a just a hair closer, as close as they know they need to in order to be able to see any detail. Um, but not so close uh, as to be within arm's reach of the bottle. I mean, it's.
1: It, yeah, it's inside a glass can. Yeah. Scanner, no.
2: But... They, they are aware, but they they also are trying to be cautious. And they would like to try and study the the hand that moved.
1: Sure. I'm trying to decide if I even need you to roll because you are not being... I actually do need you to roll. There are some things, wrong assumptions that you can make that would be pretty dangerous. But I'm going to go ahead and say that you are in a uh, safe position. Great. You are You are in a controlled position and you have the potential for greater effect. Okay. So this is as safe as a safe roll can be, but I still do need you to roll because you can make some misassumption. I
2: have two dots in study, so I rolled two dice.
1: Just a reminder, since it is our first one, uh, somebody can help you for a stress. You can push yourself for two stress. You can make a devil's bargain if you wanted to add die, or you can just accept your two die because two die is fine. I'm just since this is our Mm -hmm. first roll of the evening, wanted to remind people of your options. Okay. Go ahead.
2: I'm going to study them for now, and just I'm just just gonna keep the keep the two for now, unless anybody wanted to help me particularly.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Make your make your. So I have two two dice.
2: Failure. I rolled a three and a two.
1: So because you were in a controlled position. Failure is less serious. You can either press on by making it a risky opportunity, so moving your position to risky and making a, a different role or another role to try and figure it out, or you may withdraw and find another approach.
2: I can't figure out. Do you what's want to keep on.
1: investigating him?
2: Sanguine does. Sanguine is aware of how this is going to potentially slow everyone down though. Do they have any sort of a sense if this is going to compromise like the safety of the party at all? Is that something that they can tell from the bottles or is that completely not?
1: I mean that's hard to tell like it's in a glass case and you're in a lab like it's clear that people are studying this thing but at the same time you have no idea what it is, yeah. right? You don't know how disembodied hands can be moving in a glass case. You have questions about this, so right? I'll
2: turn to the party. I need a little bit more time with it if I'm going to be able to tell what it is or how it's possibly moving. I don't get the sense that it will be hugely compromising to us, but this could be important moving forward. I, I, but I don't want to take more time.
1: We need to get that vial. Okay. As you're looking at it, the hand slams against the glass and just starts, like, moving its little fingers, tapping the glass at you. (sighs) You get the feeling that somehow the disembodied hand can sense that you are there.
2: Drag me out of here.
1: Like, what kind of dimensions are we talking about? You know, there are a bunch of these glasses, and some of them contain full legs, and so they're bigger. You know, this one is just a hand, so, I don't know, we're probably talking a foot square... Like a
3: like a sixteen. Yeah, ounce ca- I mean, I was yard. I was
1: envisioning it more of a like square fish tank, but like probably that side. It's probably a three gallon, two gallon fish tank, mm. it's filled with some mysterious. Is it have lily. a lid?
2: Obviously, okay. it has a lid, right? Oh
1: yeah, there's a lid on it. There's. I'm for gonna sure take a lid it. On it. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: As I'm telling, okay, just go. Yeah. Just, uh, we'll just move on then. I, it, it's, it's, I don't have, we don't have time. We don't have time. Slips it off. Okay. the shelf.
1: So you have a choice well, to make now. This thing that you are now carrying counts as two load. You can either ditch two of your load or you can just become encumbered, which is not like encumbered in D&D or a thing where it prevents you from moving or hurts your rolls, but basically will put you in a worse position if you need to try stealth. Okay. Right.
3: Uh, question. Yes. Has Sanguine already lost something? I
2: lost the
1: Breaking the set.
2: tinkering. The not the tinkering. The uh, burglary gear. The burglary gear.
1: Okay, so that's I mean that's one load. This still overburdens you unless you want to ditch another load. If you do, tell me what one load item you would like to ditch. I. It, it can be pre-established or not, but like I just need to know because you are leaving it in this room. Right?
2: Yeah, I'll become encumbered for now. I don't wanna leave anything behind in this room.
1: Sure, that's totally fine with me. Uh, You guys go to the other exit of the room, but so you can tell what direction he ran off down the hallway. When you open the doors from this room into the hallway, just like we established last time, on the schematics that you have, it's two parallel hallways going through separate labs that all end in the high security lab, which is where you need to go. When you get into the hallway, separating this lab from the next, you can see a room to your left, to your right, And then as you're looking at the next lab, so so you could go to your right or, or left, or you could continue towards your target through the next lab, you notice something interesting about the lab doors that you're going through. When you look at the new lab door, you can see bolts from the outside of the lab that can secure the doors shut. You see two bolts on the top and two bolts on the bottom, each side supporting one of the double doors. So you could panic lock the lab from outside the lab, sealing people in. When you look back out of the lab you just came out of, you do not see that precaution. Interesting.
4: I think one of us may need to at least keep an eye on this door and stay by it. I'm afraid our compatriots here may attempt to lock us in
3: we had looked at the map and seen that the vents actually continue the whole way to the secure lab do they not? they do i think this might be the time to try the vents at least for some of us i have i have climbing gear i can go up into the vents and follow along from above in order to open any doors that are closed in our way
4: Sounds good, just um, it would not surprise me if there are precautions that allow the vents to be sealed off if this lab can also be sealed off from the
0: outside. Jared, on the blueprints, this hallway leads to the secure lab. That makes Is sense. Is there another way out of the secure
1: lab? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, through the other set of parallel hallways. Both sets of those labs end in the secure vault.
0: Right, and in theory, if if the secure lab works like the two labs we see here, the lock should be on in the hallway.
1: In uh, In theory, yeah.
3: But once we're past this room, we won't have that issues with events. So as long as we get out into the hallway, this is the door that they have locked, for, or they have the capacity to lock from the outside, right? This is the room. Once we leave this room, we may not run into this Thank issue you. again. All right, so let's go into the hallway. Can we determine, Jared, which way the the other
1: scoundrel went? You don't know if he doubled back or or went somewhere once he was out of your sight, but he did not go into the other lab. He went towards the room on your left. You know, he might have gone into a vent. He might have done all sorts of other things. But, like, you saw him heading towards the room on your left, not proceeding forward.
3: Okay, let's proceed forward.
1: Are you going into the vent at this point, or are you continuing with the group and just getting ready to go in the vents should you need it?
3: She is continuing with the group, at least out into the hallway. She doesn't want to get into the vents at this point because he's right. The vents could well also be sealed between this room and the hallway. Sure. Just in case, I don't know, an animate limb climbed up tried try to get into the
1: HVAC.
2: Are we still in a lab, lab-like space, Jared?
1: You are. As soon as you step into the hallway, you know, <laughs> it's a hallway. Uh, the... the, the... <laughs> Yes, that was great description, you know, but it's very sterile looking. Adric, you'll notice for the first time when you are in the second hallway, you see something that is not on the schematics. Uh. There is a whole, it looks like a trash chute or a laundry chute that is not on your schematics. And you can see it right to the left of the door into the next lab. So into into the room that we think the guy went. No, uh, sorry. Thank you for clarifying. It looks like it is immediately to the left, but it looks like it services the lab that that they conceal. The lab ahead of you. It's just uh, like on the okay. left of that door, there is sure. a shoot. Right.
0: Gotcha. Not on the left to me. On the left to that. Sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Fantastic. All right. Are there windows in these walls, like monitoring windows? Absolutely
1: or it- not. Um, There are windows only in the lab doors, but anywhere else in the hallway, you can see no windows. You see no ways to get outside. You see no indication, uh, like no way to look into either of the rooms on the right or the left. All you can see into is the lab directly ahead of you.
0: (laughs) Do you want to check on the, the left since we, we think that's where he went?
3: I don't particularly, um, I don't want to be, I don't think we should be chasing him but I also worry that he knows something we don't.
4: It seems entirely
0: possible. We should go to the left. Okay. I lock the door to the right, Jared.
1: To be clear, the only door that locks is is the lab. You don't know what- Uh,
0: Oh, the room in front of us is
1: the only one that locks. Yes. Okay. Would you like to lock that? Uh, No. Okay.
3: I have been envisioning the situation wrong. We just came out of a door and in front of us, there is a door, there is a door to the left. There's a door to the right. The door in front of us is a lab. And it has a window in the door and the other two doors have no windows and no indication
1: of what they are. And you think that, yes, Yes? and you think that guy went to the left or, you know, you saw him go to the left, but you don't know where he went after that. Okay.
2: While we're still in this lab space, Sanguine will find a subtle place to stow their arcane implements so that they're no longer encumbered since it seems like we might have to move stealthily moving forward. Okay. Okay. They're fairly lab-like things to find, so they should blend in with the environment, but they didn't want to leave them in the same room that they took a thing from, so.
1: Do you guys want to check the room to the left or go straight forward into the next lab? With
3: with more information, uh, actually, Odette is going to say, no, I, I'm going to go into the vent now and see if I can keep moving forward. Are you going to the left? Yeah.
2: If you know something we don't?
3: Yes. Okay. I will follow you from above. And Jared, she's going to look for metal ventilation near the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, like,
1: there's a pretty clear ventilation duct. I mean, with someone help, you can get in there pretty yeah. easily. That's not a roll. Yep, she'll go Wait, ahead uh,
3: between her Climber's kit and, you know, she, she should it's be able to. It's like,
2: like we've rehearsed it because we've done it a million times. It's the, the knee, hand up, you go in.
1: <laughs> yep, Odette is willowy. She will get on in there. Once you are in the vent, I would like you to make a roll for me. You are rolling to take accurate stock of your environment in here. Survey? Survey would be a perfect choice.
3: Okay. She is going to pause and survey and uh,
1: make her way along. You are in a risky position, so you are in the standard effect risky position. Go ahead and uh, make your survey roll. If you'd like to describe it while you make it, that'd be great.
3: I mean, okay. She uh, she is going to keep sliding along carefully. She has her spirit mask pulled down, and she will try and put her weight on the places where she recognizes there is a joist in the vent,
1: so she doesn't bump it as much as she goes along. Sure. And that sounds great. Kind of... Good news! I mean... Good news that you saw it. You got a five. You partially succeeded. So you succeeded. You did the thing. You surveyed and made sure that the vent was safe for you to enter. But you did so with a minor consequence. As you slide into the vent, you are pulling your whole body up just when you notice right in front of you a tripwire. You managed to stop yourself from slamming into the tripwire and manage to even move it out of the way but that first moment where you stop yourself from hitting the tripwire you slam an elbow into the vent and make a big thud noise unless you resist this i'm going to advance the doom clock one step
3: i don't know that i want to spend the stress yeah I'm already down for stress that's a lot it Is yeah so I'm just going to go ahead and uh,
1: accept dun, the dun, doom. Dun. The doom clock has advanced. We are at three of six on the doom clock, everybody. Guards will <laughs> okay. be slightly more alert as they hear a thump noise that you guys can hear echo from the hallway and you all sort of shrug to yourself.
3: Odette cringes and winces just carefully keeps making her way through the...
1: Yeah, you managed to avoid it, but like as you're sliding past it, you can see that there is some sort of vial attached to the end of that, and if you had hit it, you would have triggered a metal piece to hit the glass and break whatever that vial is. You are glad that you did not do that thing.
3: She does not say it out loud, but definitely she is internally muttering about the perhaps poor choice to put anything in a vial as the trap in the ventilation system. <laughs> I mean, it's acid, it's poison, it's, it's, I don't know, some kind of volatile chemical. Like,
1: nothing good. You <laughs> should not put that in a vent. Unless they want it, distribute it. Where do you want that to go?
3: Yes. Where do the rest <laughs> yeah. of
1: you go? The rest of you check out that room to the left? Correct. You open the door on, your, on the left... A very violent, very quiet battle was fought here. There is a dead security guard against the wall as soon as you come in. You have entered into a security break room. There is only one security guard that you see, and they are dead. But there is blood, there's enough blood that more than one person was hurt in this room.
0: Okay, so one dead guard, more blood than one person has in them. Is there another
1: exit out of this room? Yes and no. No, there is not supposed to be an exit from this room. Yes, there is another exit from this room. There is a uneven hole that has been smashed near floor level into the far wall. What should that wall connect to? There is nothing that that wall should connect to on your map. That's where we need to go, then. Is
4: there
0: a vent
1: in here, Jared? Yeah, there's a vent in here. You could whisper or shout up to Odette. You can stage whisper up.
0: They made a hole into a room to the left from the... Straight ahead from the door we came in. We're checking
1: it out. You can follow them if you want. So, like, the vent forks? Yeah, the, the vent forks, and it can continue straight forward over the lab, or it can go left towards the guard room where they
3: are. And presumably into the secret behind the wall
1: room? Presumably.
3: There is... Just the gentlest rap rap on the, uh, the like the kind of thing that could be accounted for by nothing more than, you know, expanding metal cracking. and But you happen to know that it's because your friend is up there. And then she will begin moving to the left.
1: I'm not going to make you roll anymore. But every time you come to a junction or where a vent opens in the hallway, there is another of those glass traps. Now that you know to look for them, they're easy to avoid.
3: She'd like to try and figure out what is in there. Uh, She doesn't want to disturb it. Sure. Yeah, she doesn't want to disturb it, but she she would like to just kind of peer at it and see if she can get a sense of what's in there.
1: What action rating would you like to use? I'd like to use survey. Yeah, I mean, that seems fine. Yeah. That was one of the two that seemed normal to me. She will look, is it particularly
3: thick glass? Is it, is there, you know, a special seal around the cork? Is it a particular kind of closure? All of these things to indicate maybe whether it wants to be airborne or it's acid or anything like that.
1: Yeah, go ahead and make your roll. Okay. And while you are making your roll, I'll start to describe the vial. The vial is, is built into a bracket that was specifically designed for it. And you can see that, you can't visually see the stopper on the vial because it has been covered in wax. So you would have to remove the wax to see what sort of stopper was used. But you can tell that somebody doesn't want that scene. Doesn't doesn't want it to be easy to open the vial. So you are at risky, which is the standard, and you rolled a six. Congrats, you do the thing. Huzzah! Huzzah! If it was acid, you wouldn't be sealing the top to make it really hard to open. You would be making it so that it would be easier to remove the the vial without potentially breaking it, right? It looks like it would be pretty hard to get that vial out of its little bracket. Okay. You're pretty sure that it's a gas. It's, it's something that will sure. turn into a gas, which maybe understands why it's in the vent, right?
3: It does, but it also raises question of what this vent connects to <laughs> that they just have potentially dangerous gas just in here.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, y- you hope that it's some sort of sedative and not some sort of lethal agent that a rat might be able to trigger if it got into me, a vent, right? Um, dissipate quickly. You, you I mean, hope it's some sort of sedative.
3: Yeah, it could dissipate quickly. What she actually wants to do, is just like as an assessment, because it might not be worth it, it's probably pretty difficult to get out of the bracket.
1: Yeah, it looks like it is not intended to be removed from the bracket easily. Gotcha. All right, never mind. She will press on carefully. Well, now that you know they're there, it's pretty easy to avoid. When you pass over the guard room that they're in and get into the next space, whatever it is, you come to another junction. This junction really surprises you because it goes from being, you know, a normal ventilation shaft You know, that's a foot wide and you you can get through, but it's a tight fit.
3: Yeah, she's probably pulling herself forward more than she's really using
1: her legs because it just isn't a whole lot of room for the hip to the knee action. You find yourself at least the junction. Like you can get out, you can get into the junction and, and look down the directions it goes. But this junction is a circular vent that is much larger. You can stand up and...
3: What is the material? Is it still metal? Does it seem to be reinforced, like supported on the sides?
1: Yeah, it's metal and there is a fan beneath you. Not like you're going to accidentally step on the fan. But there is clearly a fan into the next room. Okay. That's an extreme luxury here. Like, that's not unheard of, but that's not like nowadays where fans are just everywhere. Sure. This is still magic steampunk era stuff. That's that's a luxury. This probably isn't the first fan you've seen, but it's up there.
3: Yeah, it's a real hazard for any good second story work through a vent. They just keep putting bands in, and like someone could get hurt, locks the... Um, <laughs> for, she's just gonna listen for now and see if her team has caught up to her, where her team is moving before she keeps
1: going. Team, do you guys crawl through the hole? Crawl is too strong a word, but you like have to crouch and go through it, right?
0: Are there any like knives or batons in this guard room?
1: The dead guard can have a baton on his belt.
0: Great, I take the baton and then i will go crouch to to peek through the hole
1: yeah the first thing you see like once you peek through the hole there is no light in the next room so it's kind of hard to to see out but once you like put your head in if that makes sense you have to like actually stick your head in and look around Mm -hmm. so that you you are no longer blinding yourself with the light from the room you're in you can see oh hey I can't really tell what they are, but there's a whole bunch of objects in this room, and there is definitely a blood trail directly in front of this hole.
4: Wonderful, fantastic. And there's no obvious light source in this room.
1: I mean, not from where you guys are standing. I mean, like there are lights that you can turn on here. Like electricity is a thing in this world. Most of the time, it's done by sconces and stuff, but but there are lights. But if there are lights in this room they are not on right now
0: what way does it look like what the hole was broken was broken into the guard room or out of the guard room
1: from the guard room into the next room
0: okay
1: like you can see the shattered remnants of the like guard room wall the plaster and the wood sprayed out all over the floor of the next room Right,
2: right. Before we leave this room, can Sanguine get a sense of how old the blood is in here? Like, how much has it dried? Pants? Oh yeah,
1: that's not even a roll. It's new. This shit happened.
2: Like, how can can they know now? down to like the roughly how many minutes ago?
1: Within an hour or two, it's not dry yet. Okay. It's sticky. It's tacky. But it's like, tacky. It so it's not.
2: It's not warm still. It's tacky.
1: No, it's still a little warm, but it it has had some time to cool. Okay.
2: Off. So.
1: But you would say within the last hour, two at most.
2: Yeah. we will communicate that then. This happened to probably an hour, a little over an hour ago. So we have some time, but
0: do we of press course. on? Of
4: course, but the real question is, do we try and find the lights in the next
0: room? Is there a lantern in the guard room, Jared?
1: There are three places where lanterns should be. Cool. But they are missing. Excellent. Did anyone bring a lantern? I did not. Would anybody like to use one of their load to have brought a lantern? Is essentially what and I'm do.
4: thinking I would, because that is something that, that we need. See, so yeah, I'll use one load on a lantern.
3: And I will point out that it is a very normal thing for us to have because there is this no is sun. Mm-hmm.
1: Lanterns are regular things. I would be more surprised if one of you didn't have one. Sure, you turn on your lantern, you light it, and stick it through uh, Audric. Audric, the next yeah. room's a mortuary, a morgue. You see bodies on tables. Mm-hmm. That is very dangerous and very, very illegal. Keep in mind, <laughs> everybody within a few days, if it is not dealt with appropriately, leaves a ghost that will, like, eat your soul. Nom, nom, num. num, num must... delicious.
2: Sanguine's eyes light up as they walk into this room.
1: They must be feeding something.
2: Or they're studying something.
0: Or they're collecting the ghosts. Is there a a door out of this
1: room? Yeah, you can see a door out of this room. It leads towards the, the lab.
0: The, the secret lab?
1: The, I mean, like, the, the lab that can lock. Ah. Sure. Now that you guys have moved into this room into the the morgue that should not be. And, you know, obviously it's pretty clear why it's not on the map. You don't want to put giant illegal thing we made on the map, right? (laughs) I'm going to advance the getting the vial clock one. Nice. As you guys continue to move towards it.
2: Jared, can Sanguine see any sort of pattern in... Are the bodies just, like dead or is there any signs of like limbs having been purposefully removed like any sort of medical tinkering being done with autopsies
1: have been performed on all of them
2: okay they have
1: all been cut open in the chest and skull okay if you want to tell anything more than that you're gonna have to spend some time and a roll you can see like oh look somebody cracked open the chest right? yeah 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 Quick count, there are 16 bodies in this
2: room. Holy crap.
1: There is also a fair amount of blood sitting in a pool by one wall that the blood streak that Audrey followed in leads to. You get the feeling that somebody who was bleeding badly rested against that wall for
4: Can we see where it goes from
1: here? There are some drips, but it's no longer free-flowing. And, and it appears to go into the lab.
0: Okay. Is there are a door on the window to the lab?
1: There is not a window on the door. Audric will take up position next to the door. Uh, are the hinges on this side? Does it look like the door open inside or out? Or, or out? It looks like it would open towards you. Okay. And you can even see, even though this is a secret more, when you are close looking at the hinges, you can see the same bolts that you could seal into the floor and ceiling to lock the door here.
0: Okay. Audric will grab the handle and hold the baton in the other hand. And he, will, as he swings the door open, he will step back with it. So it's covering him from whatever's on the other side of the room.
1: Cut to Odette. Do you move into the next room over the lab? Do you crawl back into the vent? So talking about this vent a little more. It offshoots, like you've come to an intersection, like a, a standard intersection. Behind you, in front of you... And off to your left are all small vents. Off to your right, going into what you believe is the lab, if you have not gotten lost, is a much larger vent. Like, you could crouch instead of crawl going through.
3: She would like to continue to try and parallel her team. There's no point in her being up here if she's not in a position to assist them from above. So she is going to continue, I believe,
1: forward? You think they're going into the lab? To the... So They're going into going... the lab? Yeah. Okay, then she, she goes that way. Goes into the bigger vent. As soon as you enter the bigger vent and you take a few steps, you're looking for traps having already passed like four of them, right? Right. What you see is not a trap, but it's really, really surprising. There is a handprint In the metal of the vent. It looks like something pushed up and vent the metal from below.
3: Odette is going to pause and take some deep breaths and attune to try and see if there is supernatural, I don't know, nonsense. Supernatural nonsense. Ghosty nonsense out and about. Is the ghost field flickering? I don't know.
1: Sure. I feel like you are in a controlled position, so make your roll. She is in a controlled position and does have her fine spirit mask on. Which does what?
3: It's, quote, an arcane item that allows the trained user to see supernatural energies in great detail. Also affords some measure and protection against ghostly possession. It is
1: one of my load. We dealt with this item last time. They aren't specific about how it helps. (laughs) Way to go. Yep. It's great. Thumbs up. Um, it's, just for me. it's It's really it's good just for me. For the
3: aesthetics.
1: Why don't you make? I you mean, you control? know, is it a,
3: is it an extra die? I don't. Maybe.
1: Just make your controlled roll. Yes. I will keep it in mind.
0: Is it the mask? I think it's an extra level of effect because it's a t- higher tier equipment.
1: It is fine.
0: Yeah, better equipment is better effect.
1: Partial success. So you do it, but you do it and a minor complication occurs or something minorly bad happens with a four or five from a controlled position. Unless you would like to resist it, your minor complication is going to be that tapping into the ghost field here and the where the weirdness that is going on with the ghost field is going to make you break out in an inordinate amount of sweat which will put you in a worse position for any physical roles that require footing or sneakery or athletics until you can get out of the vent and dry yourself off ew
3: okay <laughs> <laughs> it just gets really hot and claustrophobic
1: in here yeah, and really all of a sudden sticky yeah It feels like you're like swimming out of breath
3: out of nowhere.
2: Suddenly super humid.
3: Right. Suddenly super humid in the ghost field.
1: What you see, the ghost field is going crazy. Normally the ghost field is a light. Normally the ghost field is like a thick membrane that you can feel but not touch. And you have to sort of push or squeeze yourself into it. It affects every person differently, but that's, that's how you think about it, right? Like it's there, you can always tell it's there, but accessing it requires effort and a, a change in how you perceive the world. Right here, right now in this space, you don't have to try. You can touch the ghost field. It feels like you can, if normally it's a thick membrane, right now it's just a pool of pudding you could jump in. You don't sense any ghosts or supernatural entities right now, but boy howdy is this the sort of uh, place where they would love to hang out. Like, you can tell this is supernatural center.
3: She would like to try and find a great and, you know, maybe what is feeding this, like, she wants to see into the lab, which I presume, based
1: on what you told them, is a morgue. No, the the morgue no? was next to the lab. When you... Ah. Audric is going to open the door at the same moment that you come down, and you both find yourself in a lab. I mean, she
3: doesn't necessarily want to come down. She just wants to look through. You want to
1: look... You want to look down. Okay, I thought you were coming down. Right. Um... Thank you for the clarification. But you will see Audric step into it. First off, there are dead people in this room. Not like we are corpses kept for experimentation. You're pretty sure that three members of your rival gang died here. Unsupervised dead people. Unsupervised dead people. One of them, the closest to the door... Doesn't look like anything happened to him. It just looked like you presume that this is the guy who was really seriously hurt and stopped to take care of himself in the previous room. And it looks like he just succumbed to his blood loss. He's just slumped. But then you can see pretty close to him two more bodies as soon as... Sanguine, you step into the room and look around. You're pretty sure that the two of them might've been working on or checking on the dead person who who expired against the wall. Like their shirt has been cut open, revealing the big stab wound in their belly. But those other two bodies, they didn't die by blades and they didn't die nice. One of them has been thrown across the lab where they shattered a number of beakers and lab equipment until they slammed into a lab table on the other side of the room, and it looks like it just snapped their back when they hit the lab table. Oh, The third one looks like something grabbed its right arm and just squeezed until all of the bones in the arm pulverized. There is no more arm, right? Like, no more bone there. F, like, from just below the elbow, it is just floppy gook with some bone near the wrist again. And then their their neck has been broken and not just broken, their head has been spun entirely around. I'm going to passively move the doom clock forward because this is pretty noticeable.
3: O- Odette is going to lean into the grate so that she can speak without it echoing up and down the metal tube that she's in. And she's going to stage hiss at her team. We have to hurry, the crows are already in the air.
4: Yes, let's let's move
1: on quickly. This much death will already have caught the Spirit Warden's attention. What else is in this lab? So a bunch of the equipment in the middle of the room has been destroyed by whatever went frolicking about. Like, whatever killed these people. But when you look at the edges of the room and at the equipment that is still standing, you see... There are three different stations. The first station appears to be a large glass barrel, like 50 gallon drum made of glass, of bubbling live icker. And inside of the icker is a human brain. You can see it. Why the icker hasn't consumed it, you don't know. That's what should happen when flesh touches raw icker. but it's there, you can see it, it's weird. Also, is that a bluish cast to the skin of the brain? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Station two is the corpse of a wolf. Where they got a wolf, you don't know. There aren't really wolves in Duskvale. I guess there's a handful of them at the zoo, but wolves are like not native to Dusk Vault. With a bunch of tubes coming out of it and around it, The tubes lead from carefully drilled holes in the side of the wolf, which is dead, to sacks, pieces of webbing that are tied on the outside of the wolf. And where you go to look at it, each of those sacks contains a human organ that is blue in color. And the third station, you can tell that there was something mounted in a very similar way to the wolf, because the wolf is, is held there, like on an operating table, right? Like you would taxidermy you were working on. And you can see a similar setup here, but it's empty. And you can see tubes going to blue, like containers of blue liquid that are now dripping onto the floor. But whatever was here in Station 3 is no longer here.
0: And the only access to this room are the two hallways
1: and the morgue? Yep. I look for the vial. You do not see the vial. You think that, uh, according to maps, you, you are a room away from the vial. Oh. This is not the final lab. I mean, this is a lab, but this is not the final lab.
0: So there's another exit to the room.
1: There's one exit going towards the lab that you guys have already been into. Cool. Mm-hmm. One exit going towards the final lab, and one exit going into the mark.
4: Oh, yeah, we need to go to the final lab, like, right
0: now. Okay, yeah. And... None of the doors look like they were forced? No. Does the vent look broken from down here? No. Okay, are we all ready?
4: Yes, we must move quick.
0: Yes.
1: Do you guys want to look out any more at either of the two stations that are still there or are you guys in full on let's get the thing and get the hell out of here? Um, I mean, sanguine
2: uh, is get the thing get, and, get the, get, the thing and get the thing out of here yep. but uh sanguine is backing up towards the door like gl- keeps glancing at the, all the stations like as if being dragged to the door
4: um i mean sure. especially since sanguine already has the hand
2: mm-hmm. um
4: we can we can deal with this later yes essentially
2: <laughs> yes i just wanted to make no, sure. no no
1: you're good you're good
2: They just, they wanna know about the brain, but we gotta keep moving.
1: As you approach the door to the last room, you see not just a bolt in the floor and the ceiling to seal it, that is there, but you see multiple crossbars made out of thick steel. Do any of you have a chemistry background?
2: Sanguine was at the academy,
1: Sure, you would probably realize one of these bars that is set directly into the concrete wall, it's a, a locking pry bar so you could slam it shut and it would seal into both, both ends of the concrete, mm-hmm. is titanium. Wow. Somebody wants to make it damn sure that if they want to seal that last lab from this one, they can do it. <laughs> that being said, none of those locks are thrown right now. None of those locks are sealed. You guys want to enter the last room?
2: I wonder if these locks are less about keeping intruders out and more about keeping whatever is in there
1: in.
0: step. That's why they're on the outside of the door. Yes. I say as I start to open the door.
1: <laughs> yeah, as you open o- the door...
0: Odette proceeds.
1: As you open the door to the last room. Odette, you see what looks it's it's another identical handprint. It's human size again in the next room, in the last room. Except this time it looks like the fingertips actually pierced through the vent. Like it's a and handprint with a bunch of tiny holes in it, which is creepy. And we're moving and we're moving quickly. <laughs> and yep. We're proceeding. Yeah. And Audric, as you open the last door, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to remove one of our clocks. Is it the getting the vial clock? I'm going to remove the tug of war.
3: Oh. That that makes sense. They're all dead. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, the
1: last and one. We will let's have let's nothing. find out.
4: Let's find out what happened to them.
1: Yep. The last one of them who is the one that tried to lock you in the lab, right? The rear guard is sitting in two pieces on either side of the door as you enter. It looks cleanly bisected, like a giant scalpel just cut him in half at the waist. This isn't good. Weirdly, there's almost no blood. There's some, but not cut a dude in half.
3: uh i mean odette is still in the vent
1: i mean yeah you can look through the the grate in the vent and you can see the pile of blood like right next to the finger holes in the vent and you're like oh this is great fantastic but yes we're removing the tug of war clock because they all appear dead the room you are in has several drums of ichor you can all feel it calling towards you. You can feel it. Icker is alive. It reacts to prey, to food, to stimulus around it. And the presence of human blood is making the Icker very agitated. And so all of these drums are shaking and rattling as you enter. There's like eight of these drums and they're all like big oil drum size. To give you guys an idea, that's a fortune. Not A small fortune. If you guys could somehow get these cans of ichor out of here, which we can almost certainly can't, and manage to sell it without dying, which you almost certainly couldn't. But you could all retire and your children could live like kings and your children's children could live like kings. This much ichor probably could protect the city for weeks, a month. This stuff's expensive and there is a bunch of it. And at the far end of it is a case that looks, I mean, we can just call it what it is. It's a magic refrigerator with a single blue vial in it. And then next to the case, there's what looks like nothing so much as the rack. The rack? There's a thing where you could strap a person's arm Mm -hmm. and feet into and keep them there. And you could spread them. And there's even like a nice little place for blood to drain in the middle. Oh. Yeah, and there's a nice little twisty part to slowly... You know, tear apart their shoulder and leg joints. It's
2: a a dismemberment tool. Yeah. Slow, slow
1: one. Sanguine. What? Sanguine. Find the vial. It's
2: it's right there.
1: (laughs) You can see the vial. It's right there. You can point at it. There's the vial.
2: Is there anything in the middle of the
1: room? Yeah, dead man.
2: Besides the dead man?
1: No. (laughs) Other than the guy in two pieces, there's nothing. Can we check for booby traps of some kind? Yeah, how would you like to do that? What roll would you like to make? You can make a roll. But remember, you tell me here.
4: Yeah. I'd like to use a survey roll to uh, survey the surroundings, bouncing the light of the lantern off of various angles, hoping to see any wires or anything that might... Get in the way that might reveal themselves.
2: Sanguine would like to assist Vincis to like looking around the room. Sanguine is particularly fixated with the vial and with that part of the room, seeing if it is booby trapped, and would like to take a stress to give Vincis another dice.
1: Yeah, Vincis, roll your uh, survey plus one. Partial. Great. <laughs> yeah, you're looking around, so you are in risky. So you do it, but there's a consequence. You're looking around for traps or, or whatever else might be in the room. And as you step forward, Vinces, you know, uh, your attention drawn by Sanguine being like, look at the vial. You notice that the magic fridge holding the vial is not against the wall. And you're mm-hmm. like, huh, something could definitely be hidden behind that. That's odd. You, that's a thing you think you would want, not just sitting eight inches away from the wall. But as you step forward to look at that, the corpse on the ground grabs your ankle. Oh. You may either suffer a, you you may resist if you want, of course, but if you do not resist, you will take the level one harm, ankle wrenched, as it pulls your feet out from under you and you slam into the ground. I'm just going to take that. Sure. Both of your level one boxes are now filled. Uh, You guys just see Vince's face slam into the ground as the upper half of the corpse just reaches out and grabs his ankle, pulling it. I'm going to go ahead and also move the Doom Clock one forward to the being alerted, because this is a high security room and there's a lot of noise happening. Unless somebody would like to tell me how they resist it and rule to resist it. We are going to move the doom clock to um, five out of six.
2: I would like to try to resist it, but I don't know if this is resisting or so much as, as it's a flashback. Sanguine pulls their their blowgun dart and syringes which is their special leech object that they have and loads one of their the syringes in the blow dart they have ready and in a flashback you you pan and see sanguine sitting at their desk before everybody went out for this mission and pouring a small amount of basically like horse sedative into the vials that they have for their blowgun, which is the same vial that they are loading into that blowgun now as they shoot it at into the neck of this corpse that has come back to life.
1: That's to aid Vincis, not to stop the doom clock from advancing. Okay. That's want to be clear. Cause that's what that sounds like. Okay. Sounds good. That can be your first action attacking the thing. So for those listening at home, just to be clear, Our doom clock is at five of six ticks, our tug-of-war clock no longer exists, and the getting the vial is at three of four ticks. Vincis has just been slammed to the ground by the top half of a corpse that should not be moving, and Sanguine blows horse tranks at it. What roll would you like to make?
2: Does tinker make sense since I'm tinkering, since my Physicker special ability as a leech lets me tinker with blood, bone, and bodily humors, and effectively that's what I'm doing by shooting the tranquilizer fluid at him?
1: What does everyone else feel? That feels like it should work but might be at a lower effect to me.
2: I could also do finesse or wreck, but I don't know. I think it finesse
3: feels makes sense. Much more like
1: finesse to me. But you, you fin- finesse yeah. feels like the most appropriate to me.
2: Okay, then I will use finesse.
0: So I'll assist you okay. with this. I use my, my foresight for the second time to do it without taking stress to myself. As you, you like bring up the blowgun to shoot it, I nudge it slightly with the end of my baton <laughs> to, to assist your aim.
2: Fantastic. So I'm rolling two dice because I have one dot in finesse. I got a six, success.
1: Yeah, you whack it right in the neck with the horse tranquilizer. And it just spins its head to look at you. So this is out of character. This is what I was looking up. There is not a specific combat order here in the game, mostly because it doesn't really take that much action. So how do you guys want to handle fighting the thing? It can, if you attempt to hurt it and fail, it can result in in harm and stuff and that's how it fights you back but since it doesn't make rolls it doesn't say anything about a turn order do we want to do a turn order what what's the plan here i
3: don't think we should worry about a turn order if it's not what is provided for in the mechanics
1: i think you'd
4: defeat the purpose of the design choices i think this is one of those things that we as ingrained players have to get over
0: it's very likely in fact i can tell you we're not all just going to be attacking in, in the round anyways right right you're not I've seen other systems that do uh, everyone declares what they want to do and then you have us roll as you want those to happen so that way we know like okay if like it's attacking me and we attack each other and Sanguine like runs to get the vial or like you can handle those separately or if you want I guess you could do a, a group action if multiple people attack it at once.
1: So my thinking was to I saw this suggestion on the interwebs set up a clock for the combat. And if you, when you fill up the clock, you, you have defeated the thing? Sure. And your complications and stuff are going to be it harming or attacking you. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. Sure. Like, its health is a clock. Yes. Does that sure. feel good to everybody? It feels yeah. good
2: to me. That feels good.
1: That works good for me. So I'm going to give this creature a six tick clock to represent you defeating it. You got a six and you launched your dart into its neck. You succeeded. You did the thing you wanted. But because you were doing a sedative into a dead thing, it is going to have a reduced effect. So instead of doing what a normal effect would do and advance the clock two ticks, it will only advance the clock one tick. But you have advanced the defeat the thing one tick. Bam. It starts to crawl across the floor simultaneously reaching for uh, Sanguine while its other arm reaches down and grabs the now prone Vincis to start dragging it across the floor with it. Who has a the thing they want to do? Is this a really strong grip? No, so, so once it has you down, it like, moves its grip back up your body as it starts to crawl. And so it's now grabbing you by the back of the hair.
4: Oh, okay.
1: It's a very strong grip.
4: Vences is going to grab its arm with both of his hands and try and flip out of it. Like, try and take the hand off and stand up.
1: What action would you like to take to do that? Sure, it's not a sway roll. (laughs) Sway the corpse? Do you have that power? (laughs) I mean, that's going to be some serious reduced effect, homie. Um, Reasoning with the corpse is hard. I think it
4: has to be a skirmish roll.
1: Or wreck if you have it, or maybe finesse. I mean, skirmish certainly seems the most-
4: I could do finesse. I can, well, do is a wrong word. Um, I actually have, you know, points in that, so.
1: Sure. I'm gonna go ahead and say that since this thing has a grip on you and you are on the ground, having already been hurt by it, that your position is desperate. Why don't you go ahead and make your roll? Woohoo!
2: Hey, six!
4: I yes,
2: success. Ah. That's some luck right there. You rolled
1: one dice. Yeah. You do the thing.
4: Yeah, I dramatically remove its hand from my head and stand up.
1: Not only that, but you like bend its fingers back and you hear them cracking as you get out of the way. Heck yes. You like break some of the bones in it. This is again going to be because you're not actively trying to hurt the thing at reduced effect. But we are going to move the defeat the thing clock up to two. I
0: have something to do. Yeah, do it. As it reaches towards Sanguine with its other hand, as Vincis breaks some of the fingers to, to get out of its grip, Adric will bring his baton down on the wrist, reaching towards Sanguine, trying to mitigate how much damage it, it can do to her. Them. Excuse
1: me. Yeah, that's great. Um, What would you like to roll to accomplish this? I'd like to roll skirmish. This thing's like... That's the thing to do, and it seems like you are in a risky position, and it seems like your effect level will be standard.
0: Huzzah. And I would like to propose a devil's bargain. Yes.
1: Yes. yes. Oh, yeah.
0: Regardless of whether I, I hurt it, my baton breaks as I bring it down on its wrist. Uh, unbeknownst to me, it was damaged in the fight already.
1: Uh, I will accept your devil's bargain. at a day. Partial. You slam it down on the wrist instantly... You can feel the wrist shatter. You can feel it through your thing just in the moment before the baton itself shatters and breaks off. And then in an alarming instant, you hear the cement mixer noise as the broken wrist just rotates, grinding the ground up bones in the joint as it then scratches across your leg, doing level one harm. Scratches, unless you would like to resist or have armor.
0: Well, as it turns out, I was wearing armor. Lucky me.
1: What type of armor were you wearing?
0: Light armor, or regular, uh, regular, I guess.
1: You should mark off your regular armor's box. Your armor now sucks. It's useless, goodbye.
0: But my leg is fine. But your leg
1: is fine, huzzah. This is why we wear armor. It The claws rake across it and shred it. You are going to deal two towards the clock of defeating the thing, which means it is now at four of six. For defeat the thing, Odette. Yes. Before you act, I just want to give you some more information. Sure. As you are still staring through your vaguely defined but effective mask that lets you look at ethereal energies better. It's not vaguely defined. I drew it. Vaguely, vaguely defined, defined in the by the rules. mechanical. I understand exactly <laughs> what it looks like. Yes. Sassy players. Um, (laughs) This is what happens late at night, folks. This is what I have to deal with every week. You can see the thing on the ground is not a ghost. The corpse is not possessed. What you can see is that whatever is controlling the thing on the floor, the corpse on the floor, you can see through the, the ghost field a thin line going behind the magic refrigerator. Something behind it is controlling the thing.
3: And just because I need to quickly remind myself, I believe I have already declared... That Odette has her fine spirit mask, she has her uh, spirit bottles, and she has her fine lightning hook, which altogether is three load, and then her climbing kit, which was the additional plus two that we get from our thief rigging. And I believe that's those are the only things that I've declared. I believe those are the only things I've declared. What she's gonna go ahead and
1: So you've declared a three load from your pool.
3: I'm going to declare that Odette slips out a set of throwing knives, which are one of the standard equipment items at one load. She's going to try and pop out the grate, or like really quickly just throw her weight against the grate in order to lean out into
1: the lab and puck a throwing knife at the face behind the fridge. That feels like a very difficult throw. Probably. So I'm going to say that you are in a desperate position, but your effect will be standard.
3: I would also like to take a devil's bargain. What seems fair here, she is going to have to come out of the vent. Let me see. Is there a page
1: I have a proposed one. If you want to make a proposal? but I would propose the devil's bargain of you reach out to get the angle and to aid your friends, but do not think about your own safety. So regardless of whether or not you succeed, you will suffer a level one harm as you fall from the vent and land on your back.
3: Okay, cool. So she overestimates the strength that she's going to er, to need to get through the grating. It is a little bit weakened already and she is able to get the throw off, but she went too, she hit too hard and she uh, overextended herself and will fall out of the vent. After, dramatically and very coolly, throwing the knife. Do the thing! Woo! Uh, you have indicated that part of the reason she's looking in this direction is because she is still tuned into the ghost field. Can she try and use the that uh, attunement to guide her as she is throwing this knife. And can I roll a tune? I'm hearing resounding
0: silence. It's deafening.
1: So this is where I think it's important for me to let our listeners in on a little bit of my philosophy as a GM. My instinct on that is to be like, that's a stretch and <laughs> and at the the very least have reduced effect. But then the other part of me is like, that's a really cool explanation. That's a really cool story moment. And it shows that my players are invested and thinking creatively. So my answer is yes, but with side (laughs) eye. I just wanted to let our listeners know what my philosophy is here. So go ahead and make your roll with some side eye. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. Yes, thank you. you use the force to throw your knife. You use the force. Um, (laughs) Go go ahead, Luke. Make your (laughs) roll.
3: It doesn't matter. I still fail. I got a two on three dice. I rolled three twos.
2: The, the chances of rolling three twos is lower than the chance of rolling one six in the
1: three dice. Dang!
4: <laughs> Dang! So
1: from a desperate position. Um. It's the worst outcome. It's the <laughs> so worst, worst outcome. Your arm, oh. A serious complication occurs. Um. So you come crashing out of the vent, you throw the knife <laughs> into, the, into the glass panel for the magic fridge, which shatters. Alarms start going off. We are going to, the doom clock has now hit six. Oh no, does someone want to resist that?
0: Well, you, you would resist oh, that. Oh no.
1: The guards have been alerted and will now start trying to pen you in, which will start a new getting cornered by the guards clock. Okay, but the but the vial is still in play. The vial is still intact. Okay, I... But I, the guards have been alerted.
3: I would like to try and resist. Sure. Okay, so so the knife went wide and it broke something and an alarm went off.
1: This sounds like a prowess check to try and deflect it as it's leaving your hands so that even though you don't hit your target you don't set off the alarm yep all right so i'm gonna roll two dice
2: and i still fail no
1: so you take four stress oh no you you always do it you always do the thing you do not set off the alarm oh you take
3: four stress now i can't do my special Thing.
1: does four stress put you into a trauma
3: no no it does not i have one stress mm-hmm. left i didn't know how much <laughs> stress you have i have that's one right, okay. stress left unfortunately this means i may not be able to do my special thing later
1: that's sad but good news you do not set off the alarm it was for a good cause yeah that's that, that's what that it
3: says i may still be able to do my p- special thing it will just lead to chaos be and risky. consternation <laughs>
1: instead you know you can feel it like coming off your thumb as you throw it and it's starting to go towards the glass and you just slap the blade so when you land on your back taking your level one harm from the devil's bargain you are now looking at the knife that you threw sticking into the ceiling directly above you wondering how the hell did i hit the ceiling (laughs) when i was aiming from behind the fridge it was the
3: biggest target
1: There's, there's so much of it Does anybody else have a thing they would like to do? Sanguine was
2: about to bolt across the room to the fridge to try to get the
1: vial out. Yeah, why don't you do that thing? What action would you like to use to try and get the vial?
2: Can I tinker with the. Is there like a lock system of some kind with the
1: fridge? You can try and tinker to. Open the fridge without setting off any alarm systems we may have just alluded to.
2: I have fine tinkering tools. I would like to use those.
1: That will add to your thing. You will be at great effect on this roll if you succeed.
2: I would also like to push myself.
1: Sure. Take your stress for an extra die. Do your thing.
2: Four, partial success.
1: So you were in risky, so a partial success. You do the thing, but there's a consequence. You're sitting there... Plying open and tinkering with the alarm system to open this without the alarm going off. And so you don't notice when the upper half of the corpse just crawls up behind you and slams its pointed fingernails into your back, the back of your thigh with inhuman strength. Take a level one harm lacerated calf. You may, of course, resist this if you would like.
2: Uh, no, I'll take the harm. Sanguine grunts and just kind of kicks. And do I have the vial in Yeah, you pop it
1: open and you are holding the vial, which means we can go ahead and end the get the vial clock. You now have the vial. All you have to do now is, all you have to do now is get out. As soon as you grab the vial, you hear in a deep hiss coming from behind the fridge, no, give it to me. And then stepping out from behind the fridge, you see it's a mortician and it's alive, but it doesn't look like it should be alive. You can see the bones on all of its fingers. And when it opens its mouth to talk, you can see that it has no teeth. It just has bloody gums, but you can also see sitting in its eyes and in its mouth and leaking out of the wounds in its hands. It's blue, the same color as what's in the vial. And it will say to you, I need it.
4: Vincis looks at him calmly, despite the fact that there's a zombie with its fingers in Sanguine's back. Why don't you come with us instead? We are taking this regardless. Maybe we can help each other further explore the uh, possibilities of this.
1: What sort of role would you like to make? A sway role. This seems like the perfect thing to sway. So you are in a risky position, but this is a thing that this guy really wants nothing to do with. Like, he could not possibly be less interested in being swayed by your argument. So I'm going to say that this will have a minor effect if you succeed. Keep in mind, as always, if you like, you may trade position for effect. So you could, instead of having it be risky, say that it's desperate, so you know you get closer and put yourself more at harm, to move it up from a minor effect to a standard effect.
4: Vincis will do that, increase the potential effect. He will... As you said, move forward and reach out to put his arm, like, on his shoulder, like a friend.
1: So you are now in a desperate position, so things could go very wrong. But you are at a standard effect, so you are more likely to be able to affect him. Go ahead and roll your sway. Meanwhile, as soon as he was revealed, before we even look at the die roll, as soon as he was revealed, the jars of ichor, like the big containers of ichor, are violently shaking at this point. So you got a six. You succeeded. Woo.
4: Yeah, now now we've got an NPC coming with us.
1: Well, yes and no. (laughs) Uh,
4: Whose head we're going to have to bash in at the end of this.
1: So this is going to advance the Defeat the Thing Clock 2, which will finish out the Defeat the Thing Clock. You have defeated it. So listeners at home, this is one of the reasons I really love this system. They have beaten the zombie, not by beating the zombie to death, although they could have. They could have bashed its brain in until whatever. But they have defeated it by solving the problem. In this case, convincing the guy that they are here to help and that they can research it. That being said, you can tell that this madman hopping back into game with the blue coming from the gaps in his teeth and out of his bloodied hands, he looks at you all and says, leave now, run, take it and hide, find the deepest corners of Duskval, trust no one. What you have in your hands will make you the most hunted crew in the whole city. Morticians and Leviathan hunters alike will hunt you until the sky is bright again. Flee. You have done me a favor. By stealing this thing from me, you have set me free. He cackles. Now let's leave. Odette is on her feet. Let's go. I was fully prepared to have us do an escape sequence if the guards were looking for you. But since there is no longer any opposition, the guards are not looking for you yet. You have the vial and the other team is dead. We're going to go ahead and say that you guys can escape no problem. Oh, Score complete. Didn't get to do my thing.
4: <laughs> we were too effective.
1: <laughs> I have a
0: question, Jared. Yes,
1: yes. This
0: mortician, was he Van Nuys?
1: Nope. Good.
0: That's still a repay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that anybody would like to do or ask as we leave? And then we're going to do a quick scene with Van Nuys the next day after the drop-off. Uh, is there anything that folks would like to do on their way out? Odette will probably hiss at Sanguine. That cannot
3: come back. To our house. That has to stay at the lab.
2: Yeah, no, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. That I'll is at...
4: very traceable. Make sure that you
2: is...
4: lock
1: it up well. Ugh. As you walk out with the creepy hand under yep. a
2: fingers. Uh, yeah, like, me under my jacket. I know how to I... do my job. Well, that's <laughs> not really the question. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to... Do, while we're on our way out, do you mind if I stop and check if those bodies have any sort of pattern? Yes, to we do. I mind. I,
4: yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I,
2: then I get to take the blood back.
4: This is not a negotiation.
1: That's fine. I'm...
4: Yes, but that is agreed.
1: <laughs> Thank you. So you guys leave the note in the dead drop for Van Nuys. He says that he will be bringing two guards with him, And that he wants you to meet him in a bar to do the exchange. Your coin for the vine. Who wants to go to this drop off?
0: Okay.
3: Odette is not going to be visible. Odette is going to be outside, nearby on the street, but not drawing attention to herself. Just kind of mingling with the crowd.
4: Did he specifically state that it had to be only one of us? Nope. Vinceus will be there doing his typical mime stuff. He's not trying to be super secretive because this this guy already knows who all of us are. So clearly he's going to make me, but just for form's sake.
1: Yeah, and you can make a little bit of extra money, like not anything significant, but you can be performing for the bar. That's a thing. So you guys are going to like the Dust Bowl equivalent of a hookah bar. And the reason for that instantly becomes clear because it means that there are, you know, little sections around the hookahs to be that. There's the main bar section. And then there's also like the, you know, little alcoves that even have drapes that can be pulled across. Standing very near one of the alcoves are two incredibly well-armed, intimidating-looking men who are armed to the teeth. And sitting in the alcove is Van Nye. Sanguine, are you there? Or are you playing with blood somewhere?
2: Sanguine, if this is like the next day, Sanguine's
1: probably playing with blood sure.
0: somewhere.
1: <laughs> Do your thing. Everyone else is there. Adric will
0: slide into the booth. Did you get the vial? Do you have the money?
1: Of course I have them.
0: Well, then of course we have the vial.
1: You didn't crack the vial. You didn't open it. The vial is sealed. The vial is as it should be.
0: Edric will put a little box on the table.
1: He sets a bag that like clinks very neatly and not with the sound of metal on the table next to it. And he opens the box and looks in it. You did it. You actually did it. Did you see anything?
0: We saw a lot.
1: I think it's best if after this conversation you forget you saw anything. Maybe you should temporarily have gone blind. And then he'll lean in. Did it work? Did they actually do it?
0: Well, I didn't see anything, so.
1: I said after the conversation. Did it work?
0: No, not the way they wanted. I don't know what they wanted, but I can tell you it didn't. It wasn't what they expected.
1: Still worth it. We'll get it next time. And uh, as Adrick, you see the light of obsession in his eyes and he'll stand up and start to leave.
0: Patrick watches him go and takes the money.
1: <laughs> yeah. When you open it, it is 10 coin worth of just rough cut diamonds in a bag.
0: Hell yeah. Mm.
1: <sighs> that works for me. That ladies and gentlemen will be our first let's play. Yay. Woo. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, This has been the Starting Equipment Podcast.